0: I'm Sue Minahan, host of Talk Cosmos. And tonight is February 27, 2021. And our subject tonight is Passing the Talking Stick. It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. It symbolizes the axis of the Gemini lunar north node and the Sagittarius lunar south node. Ancient cultures had, they cut notches into a, a stick. And it was a record reminding them of their sacred stories, communicated by elders. And tonight's astrological chart is ruled by Mercury, the communicator, and Virgo, full moon. So those particular uh, rulers are conjunct, and we'll find out more about that There's so much to be involved. We have two Seattle astrologers tonight joining us. Karen Wenderlin for over 28 years. Karen has combined her knowledge of business, astrology, tarot, mythology, metaphysics, and mediumship. And she creates a distinct client-centered approach. Karen has an online study group, teaches classes and workshops in Western and Uranian astrology, It's based in Seattle and via telephone and Zoom. And she serves on boards of the Washington State, she has, this is, on the Washington State Astrology Association as Treasurer, VP, and President, a board on Kepler College, online is a wonderful school, Camp Edgewood, and the Church of Divine Grace, both National Spiritualist Association of Churches, and currently treasurer in the Council of Vedic Astrology. And she's a member also of the East-West Astrologers that was just on January 20th. Marsha Bouchard is an NCGR Level 3 uh, qualified astrologer. It's quite a competent level to obtain. Many people have one and two, but three really asks for the final details. And Marsha is really an expert we know in many facets. Marsha has studied astrology since her first Saturn return, and the majority of astrology books at that time were psychologically oriented on astrology. She kept reading and researching to find those teachers and follow her diverse interests. And in 94, which now is quite a while back, it's incredible for us astrologers to realize Project Hindsight with Chris Brennan and Rob Hand, really legendary. Well, Rob Hand is legendary and Chris Brennan is also a very uh, astute astrologer that we have esteem for. Captured her attention. And today, Hellenistic and medieval astrology continue to be her scholarly focus. Marsha's expertise, knowledge, makes her an excellent resource for fixed stars, horary, and Uranian astrology. And I have to keep emphasizing Iranian. It's fascinating, and really, with all the people that have been on the show, not very many give this uh, qualification, such as Karen and Marsha do. Her current endeavors focus on Hellenistic astrology. Marsha is a member and former board member, also of the Washington State Astrological Association, better known as WASA for Washingtonians, which I have been and now though I'm in Hawaii. Marsha enjoys consulting with clients, tutoring, student astrologers, and lecturing. So tonight I am so glad to have both these panelists join me, as you can see. That is uh, Karen up at the top and Marsha at the bottom. And interestingly today, this talking stick, as we were chatting, came evident because of the dynamic full moon, Virgo full moon, is what we call squaring the nodal axis. So it's, it's a very potent moment. Now, if this direction that we might have, perhaps both of you have a thought that you want to share concerning this uh, energy at the moment that we have, Marcia
1: Karen. Hi. Sure, I'll I'll talk. Um, <laughs> so so the when the nodes are at that ninety degree aspect or when a planet is at a 90 degree aspect to the nodes, it's a a point of reflection, maybe a point of crisis sometimes, not always, but sometimes, but it's a place, a little, just a little bit magical, where there's more emphasis, there's more clarity, about what it is, one is trying to accomplish in life. So it's the, Bigger pieces, um, the conflict between the past and the future. How do we bring those together so that we can go ahead in the present in the direction that's, that's taking us, you know, that f- fills our heart. I This
0: immediately resonates because of the fact that the sun is in Pisces, empathetic, and Virgo, the moon energy, wants to somehow distill that chaos, confusion. So as a direction, uh, it, it's, it's really – and I think, okay, there's so many factors here. We've talked – Prior to this, and there's many ideas, one of them is remembering immediately that Mercury is ruling this chart. You know, it's the ruler of Virgo, and it's in Aquarius. And I think, Marsha, you brought up this wonderful uh, uh, ideas from Gary Caton of Aquarius is an air sign,
2: and it's the witness. I don't know if that, yes, triggers ideas. It does. Um, what Gary Caton, who is a magnificent um, scholar in his own right, in, you know, in his own way, and has done plenty of research on Mercury cycles. And one of the things that he sussed out was Mercury's elemental year. What element of which sign are each of his retrograde where we revisit, rethink, redo um reconsider um remember uh all of those re words in what element what element are we remembering what Mm -hmm. factors of life in general are we reconsidering throughout a given year his given year starts at the winter solstice okay at you know roughly around the 21st of December. So after 21st December 2020, in what sign bunch is Mercury going retrograde and direct? Sometimes it's all within one element. Sometimes it crosses elements. Mercury will go retrograde in a sign and then turn direct in the sign behind it. Yes. This year we have a very clean year. All of Mercury's retrograde periods take place in the signs of air. Aquarius first, Gemini in May, and then um, Libra in October. So Gary equates this with Carolyn Pearson's notions of the hero archetype, where he equates the element of air with her archetype of the witness or wanderer. Mm. and says that this is about revisiting and rethinking and reframing our notions of what is our social contract with our fellow human beings
0: it's so super i just love this clarity because the moon always is our stories i think i hope i'm not interrupting here because i remember you distinctly oh, no. yes reminding me because in in earlier times the moon is memory and past, which I've always loved uh, realizing because the light is a reflection. So just energetically that way, it's the it's, uh, it's past. It's past light, you know, so from that aspect. And when we are the witness, we were talking about, like, the direction, you know, of this bendings at the moment, the square to the nodal accent not accent, but access, (laughs) access, Uh, all of this begins to create this idea of what stories we're bringing, being the witness to it, you know, the past. It's uh, very, rather than being ingrained
2: and enmeshed, you know, so clearly. Can you do something different? Now is the time, mm-hmm. because if the lunar nodal axis, OK, is this sort of, um, you know, the star by which we're steering, really. So this full moon is taking place across that. If you think, as the ancient Greeks did, apparently did, according to the scholarship of Robert Schmidt and Demetra George and Chris Brennan, who followed him. The Greeks were a seafaring nation. And so Schmidt believed that a lot of their astrological metaphors borrowed from a maritime set of examples. Mm -hmm. So they talked Mm -hmm. about, for instance, the ruler of your rising sign as the helmsman, the one who's steering you through your life. Mm -hmm. Uh, In considering the nautical metaphor, as regards this full moon thinking of if the lunar nodal axis in gemini and sagittarius is the mast of the ship this full moon are all the bows and the spars and the spritz that are at 90 degree angles to it mm. mm-hmm. and it's yeah. those bars those those particular structures that allow you to trim your sails to figure out how to get where you want to go.
0: Perfect with a Pisces Sun, Karen. I can you know, it's like we are at sea as much as you yeah. think. Karen, I can see you bubbling. What's
1: happening? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, there's always so much, um, and. Because as we're moving forward, it's like there's this feeling that says, I want to propel forward. I want. I don't want to stay stuck in that past. And the past, we don't, we remember it, but we haven't lived it since it's, you know, it's already gone. It's not present, only this remembering of it. And so it's like, ooh, well, what do we need to bring forward? Forward, it's like what is that process of bringing forward, um, and uh, and it's like the best of what we've learned from the past. Absolutely, we bring forward, and um, and it's a moment at the bendings of opportunities for consciousness, and for the growth of that consciousness with understanding and context of our own life. Yeah, this
0: idea of the past, because in context of Virgo and Pisces, because it's opposite, you know, it's Pisces moon. And I'm thinking that um, with past, there's a lot of chaos, there's unconsciousness, there's that fears that have been stuck down, not wanting to be seen, because if we can reimagine the future, some of these words that uh, begin to have more context here, and go through, like you were mentioning in our own chat, you know going through these shadows, you know it is a process of um, refocusing in a new perspective, you know, how what stories, you know, how it has the light of the moment. To work because Jupiter and Mercury are really talking together. They're sitting right next. Well, yeah, they are. They're sitting yeah. right next to each other, and because Mercury is right between Saturn and uh, Jupiter, that Jupiter, from their conjunction, yes. So there's There is some form here. There is a way to create a new uh, path, a new pathway.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah the uh the virgo energy the positive of the virgo energy says i want impeccability i want this new thing i want to bring in to be absolutely impeccable but that surmises that one knows what that means <laughs> you know mm. and the negative of virgo is the intense judgment because nothing can be perfect we can't live up to perfection so are we wrong and this dynamic back and forth with the virgo energy it's like ah but just do the work you know it's like do the work as clearly and and as with as much, again, consciousness as you can, rather than perfection. Mm-hmm.
2: There's also the factor about Virgo. Um, Virgo is not necessarily, even though it aspires to perfection, mm-hmm. it takes into account every single detail. Mm-hmm. And this means that the Virgo orientation uses all five senses. If you're thinking of a sailing ship through the fog, the Pisces fog, okay Mm -hmm. virgo says okay if you can't use your eyes you'd better figure out something else or you are going to run aground Mm -hmm. there is a magnificent song in an old steve miller album from the the stoner era (laughs) and Mm -hmm. it's called appropriately enough songs of our ancestors and the entire song which is like, hugely long for that era of, you know, three-minute pop songs starts with the sound of fog horns. Hmm. Now we live in a maritime area here, as do you, Sue. Mm. But unlike you, we get loads and loads and loads of fog. That's so true. <laughs> and to hear those huge boats signaling each other so that they can make those Virgo, minute course corrections and not slam into each other is really something to contemplate. And
0: very important. Again, I'm so glad to have this conversation with you both. And I'm remembering, too, though, Mercury at its maximum elongation right now has that additional clarity to share those details and to make that discernment. So it is really a powerful time. You know, that each month seems like, oh, it's powerful, but thankfully we are realizing that we're, as we climb along in life, whether it's the mountain or down in the sea, uh, it, it's very potent that way mm-hmm. that we can get some clarity oh. through the fog. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. mention.
1: Yeah, and another quality of of Jupiter of Mercury with Jupiter and Saturn. Well, and even in the sign of Aquarius, is learning how to respect the opinions of others in the group, in the society, in in our relations, in our family. Um, learning how to respect those without having to kind of disown the people who don't agree with you. It's like, yeah, my I have my opinion. It's my opinion. It's what I do. Okay, it's mine. And you have yours, awesome. Good for you. You know, glad you have that opinion. You know, not mine, but fine. You know, it's, it's having that, to me it's, in Aquarius, we have a tendency to splinter into my opinion's right and your opinion's wrong, mm. the righteousness of it. But the challenge is to open up to the universality of, of diversity, of that there's many opinions all along a huge spectrum, and we need them all. It's not either mm. or, it's yes and. It's so good. and. Because that really is, there are several
0: questions that were coming up, like how does one empower themselves, ourself, and talk to ourself to tell our story? And I think what you're saying is, is that by deconditioning in this new way of our whole life that we've experiencing as we go forward is sifting out um, our own identities, what the conditioning from past because if we're going to create new forms, um, t- t- our talking stick of new stories to to hinge our sails to and do our paths, it's really yes. What that's important to realize that mm-hmm. we can have that witnessing. Witnessing again, it comes back to that, doesn't it? It's yeah. really a returning energy that um, Gary, you know, of because it's all in those mental signs right now. You know, we just finished the retrograde. That's why it is so elongated,
2: you know, for clarity. And I want to give utmost respect to the people who are trying to do the North Node work of taking in all those different viewpoints. Because if you think of the nodal axis as the mast of a ship, in the old sailing ships, say, you know, in the 19th, 18th, 17th, 16th centuries, the lookout would be sent up to the top of the mast to be in the crow's nest, as they called it. Do you have any idea what the sensations must have been with this thing going back? and forth and you're trying to see the horizon is there any enemies coming you know what is the uh is there land nearby you'd look for cloud formations that would indicate that okay there's an island nearby but can you imagine having to do that under those yeah. conditions that would make any one of us seasick if we had to do it ourselves yeah, yeah. That's can what you imagine you to- climbing that mast oh,
0: i on occasion, with a few movies, it has crossed my mind, but I have <laughs> forgotten. So I agree, and that's where they want the baluster. Is that what keeps the boat balanced? You yes, want a the balance, water. you know, the stuff
2: yeah. in the bottom. Which <laughs> you is want actually, your south node.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's an excellent metaphor too. So, what is our balance? What is, and so thinking back about the ancestors and this talking stick of ancient times and. Going forward,
1: it's uh, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had an, a great experience with a modern talking stick in a, a sweat lodge where it was simply passed from one person to the next, and then you spoke what you were called to what your feeling state wanted expressed, and it wasn't something you thought about, it was just that stream of consciousness talk. And while you said that, all the rest of the folk who were in the sweat lodge just witnessed you. And it was such a beautiful feeling to be heard on such a deep level. A lot of what I think is happening in conversation is not witnessing. It is simply... Oh, hurry up and shut up so that I can talk and tell you what's really right. You know, it's not it's not that respectful uh, witness um, that to me, if we take the talking stick with us figuratively in our conversations with others and just allow the other person, even if it's just in our head, we go, oh, here talking stick is yours and then pay attention wow yeah
0: that settles into my bones i I love that because it is true to really listen and that goes back to the senses i think was it uh, marcia saying about we need all our senses and really if we go back to a Mercury in Aquarius is part of the fixed signs, as we know, and it's the fixed grand cross, which, again, uses Taurus with all the senses to activate in that dynamic, that square, um, not the same as the one we're talking about, folks, If, if with people listening that aren't astrologers, because we're talking about a mutable cross right now with um the sun, moon in Virgo, and the nodes in um, uh, excuse me, but Gemini and Sag. But rather, the ruler. Uh, this is where complexities come in. But the ruler Mercury is in Aquarius. So then, looking at the same dynamics with uh, Taurus, that is ruled anyway, because uh, listening is so important, like you were saying, to witness, you know, the, mm-hmm. to, to hear, and let it be, that each one yes. of us, go ahead, Marsha, you're thinking about, yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. The difference that, you talked about Virgo, and uh, perfection, Karen, mm-hmm. and the sense of wanting perfection, and The challenge between the sign Virgo, where the full moon is today, and Aquarius, where Mercury, its ruler is, is that in my way that I always looked at the difference between the two signs, there Virgo knows what perfection should look like. And Aquarius is seeking an ideal perfection where it does not know. What perfection uh, looks like.
0: Very good. Well, we will be back. We're gonna take just a little cutaway here. And I am with Marcia, and you're gonna to have to help me with I always call you Marsha, but it's Bouchard, right? And yes. Karen Wenderland. And tonight is the talking stick with Talk Cosmos for Pisces and February 27th. See you soon. <laughs> take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos. Let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yin period of Pisces, ruled modernly by Neptune and by Jupiter in traditional astrology of the ancients. By leaving a cycle based on the equality of all humans and brilliancy, Pisces concludes the 12 signs to energetically encompass the entirety of the universe where humans have no control. As a mutable water sign represented by two fish swimming in opposite directions of the forces of life, we experience in Pisces the collective unconscious energy of the unknown. Intuitive, psychic Pisces completes the seed cycle initiated with Aries' willful separation from the Piscean womb.
1: Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. While the show has gone live from Saturdays from 6 to 7 p.m., beginning March 7th, the show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. In addition to the schedule change, Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Top Cosmos experience. Or, if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Liz Machette, astrologer, tarotist, Reiki master teacher. And you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk
0: 1150 AM, where we discuss the meaningfulness of our roots in the stars.
2: Make it a great day. Keep your dial on Alternative Talk 1150.
0: Hi, Sue Ruth Minahan again. And thank you, everybody, for remembering that this is our audios for Saturdays. Next week, it'll be Sundays live. Glad to see you there. And, yes, I'm with Karen and Marcia. And we've been talking about communication really. How are we communicating? Because we have an opportunity to let the old story go, you know, and reimagine this future. And I think Marsha was just picking up on this idea of the perfection, as we were in a context of, of Virgo, that and we were thinking about using other senses if if one way of trying to understand our perfection but still regardless um, it, it is a matter of
2: trying to tell ourselves what stories are we telling ourselves what is true well one of the interesting stories that has a vergonian uh, cast to it is actually documented very nicely in my Uh colleague John Wadsworth's book, Your Zodiac Soul. He takes you on a journey throughout the year that you do as a, a, a yearly thing, but you don't start on January 1st. You start on this journey when the sun enters Aries. So the fact that we have a Virgo full moon, but Mercury, the ruler of Virgo, is in Aquarius, brings to mind... An interesting story that he recounts of Penelope, the wife of Odysseus, a seafarer. Mm -hmm. Are we seeing the theme here? Yes. So meanwhile at home, as John writes, on Ithaca with Odysseus assumed dead, Penelope keeps her many suitors at bay with cunning. To appease her admirers, she promises that she will take a new husband, but only when she has finished weaving the burial shroud for Odysseus' father Laertes. So she weaves by day to the satisfaction of the suitors, and then unpicks her work by night so that the shroud is never finished. And in this way, she manages to remain faithful until Odysseus finally arrives home.
0: redoing and redoing how fa- I've heard
2: that and I forgot. I love that. Yes. Yes. I mean, I have. I'm going to disappear here for just a second. Yes. because I am a, among other things, an astrologer, but also a fiber artisan, okay? I do crochet. Very virgo. I have a Virgo ascendant, so this is normal. I cannot tell you how many projects I've had to destroy because they just weren't working out. <laughs> My friend has a T-shirt that says, as you knit, so shall ye rip.
0: You know, that is a perfect comment on what, how we've concluded that what is success? It's not how many times we fall down, but whether we actually get back up again. Yes, exactly. it's like that mass going back and forth. It was almost like you going down and coming back up. That was perfect, Marcia. <laughs> yeah, yes. It is. It's really a matter of weaving, and that de- that um, bringing in the details and refinement. Because we can't do it all, you know. It's, Gemini, as we know, wants to collect, and for what purpose? Maybe to help shift our the Sagittarius perspective on our belief systems. So that's the ideal. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, it, it there's some yes. <laughs> yeah, because
1: the the Sagittarius ideal, as it were it's sagittarius and gemini they're both mutable signs and they're supposed to be flexible they're supposed to be very it's easy there's a flow to them there's nothing stopping them from their expression when they're natural when they're in their natural state when you get stuck there's no flow it's like if your life you know it's if your life is getting stuck and you can't and you're feeling like you can't go forward this is an extremely supportive period of time you know in allowing you some freedom to let go it's like okay what else is possible what else is possible what else can i do how can i shift how can i see things in a different way um it's because it's it's me- this is meant to be the natural energy of the time is an energy of flow.
0: It's and 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 clarity. Like I was saying, Mercury is at a distance; it can be seen. And for those non-astrologers, you know, Mercury's so close to the sun, it's really in the beams, as they call under the beams, because it's in the sun's light. You, you, just can't see it has to be i think it's 15 degrees and at the most at 28 degrees yeah so it's in that period uh, the furthest what they call maximum elongation mine is not so it's always quite i think both of yours are at maximum elongation so it's always a subtle but important for communication clarity in in communication mm-hmm. because have many aspects in pisces it's poetical, it's mystical, you know, it is more metaphoric um, how to describe things. It's not linear A to B. But yet, still, we need to uh, like the story that you mentioned, Marsha, this sense of weaving and what great um, oh, what would be the way, what was she, the motive or the um, the choice, I mean, to be able to Oh, it, that really gets me on to other t- subjects,
1: but <laughs> there's, <laughs> right. <laughs> there's always more, isn't there? <laughs> and that's more that, and, more. Isn't, and isn't that
0: what we're doing and trying to communicate? Yeah. The Gemini thinks of all of these other ideas, and Virgo's like, no, 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 no. Let's just like undo that story, uh, rip that little business apart, kind of like the the knitting or whatever, yeah. and and recreate, yeah. recreate. Because eventually, we are working with that Pisces and the new moon is coming and energetically this whole time to reimagine, to refocus, to
1: rebuild. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes you need to let go of absolutely everything. So you can empty out and have enough space within you to be, to listen, to choose the next thing. You know, so often we're we're so caught up with, ooh, bright, shiny thing, bright, shiny thing. Ooh, put <laughs> this one here, another bright, shiny thing, come on. Um, that it gets just, we just get overwhelmed with all of this. It, it's like, it's all good. And you can only do so much. You can only master so much. And what is that capacity for you as a person? Um, sometimes just allowing ourselves to become just a little broader instead of headed down this real narrow path, just broaden it out just a little, just a little, just to see, you know, there might be a little something out on the sides there. Um, And then once you can do that a little bit, maybe you can do that a little bit more Um, because again, it, it's not, there's not a right way to do it. There it's, We have to learn it. We have to just feel it.
0: And, you know. You know, I think that reminds me again of the story of um, some brilliant folks that you used to know many years back in the Mensa group that really they may not have been so practical. But this group of young people that were young at the time, Mensa is this extraordinary, intelligent um, certificate, I don't know if it's a certification, but it's a membership of like the highest 2%. You have to have a an IQ that's quite elevated. I have a nephew that is involved with that too. Our cousin, rather, not cousin, pardon me. But the point being that their success was just related to what you're saying. It was, they tried many things, that playful, whether it's playful or not, it's exploring, it's just, okay, it didn't work, it didn't work, it didn't work, but it's it's finally uh Uh, uh, something would work like the light bulb it could work in theory and then the practicality and it reminds me thinking of ancestors thinking of our metaphor here with the ancients and so many of the seafaring and that we're bringing in because it is the moon and it is the reflection Um, and and we're coming not just from last year's calendar but from really ancient histories sometimes and that is this um think Sue so here, except for myself. Um, oh gosh, darn.
2: <sighs> I had it all yeah. yeah. Well, the thing that too, I re-listened to this afternoon was a lovely workshop given by Bernadette Brady from the UK um, that was given, gosh, eight years or something ago like that at a NORWAC on the lunar nodes. And she, in this talk, viewed them as gateways into our protected, you know, sense of self. They brought in the energies of chaos. The North Node was the chaos we seek out in order to grow, in this metaphor she was drawing. Like the sailor who climbs up into the crow's nest and risks, you know, barfing all over the deck many feet below, uh, (laughs) To, you know, see where the ship is going and report back. The south node is chaos that is visited upon us. Mm. From a lot of times our past, our bodies, as she said, illness can change your life in a split second. And you didn't really have anything to say mm. about it. An accident things that your family does that all of a sudden turn everything upside down the ballast in the base of the ship okay is that chaos the currents of the ocean you can't do a damn thing about them when you're in the ocean and by now you know what i know sue when you were swimming in the ocean you do what the ocean wants oh yeah. Great you're not rush. doing last in a pool you no, had better Be conscious of the currents and work with them, or you're not going to live very long.
0: Mm -hmm. No, it's, yes, great reverence for that which we do not control.
2: Yes. Yes. Which we do not control.
0: Yeah, and really all of this reminds me in our, where we're at in life, as just as a reminder, which if it needs it, is that we are in this time of covid where all of us on some level are departed from what had been familiar and established. And in this whole system of new uh, recreation on a political levels, um, economic, social levels, mm-hmm.
1: it's it's enormous. So, yeah, and all of the chaos is creating that, the opposite form of it of trying to control. It's like, well what can I control? So let's control that. When that doesn't solve the problem out here of the chaos. <laughs> but it's it's like so it's it's like finding a solution to the thing that's not the problem. <laughs>
0: And it's yeah. important going back to our whole theme here. It's like, why are we, what are we talking of? Well, we're talking of this talking stick that we realize is a great metaphor. And it, it's because communication, we're in this node, north node of with Gemini, is how do we communicate? This is a process that, again, is going to be following us for the next year. You know, we're just, um, or at least a good half year. I'm not sure when it changes to the next cycle, but I think it's been about a year. Yes, since May 4th, I realized. So maybe we have another nine months ahead of us. We're about halfway. And so trying to work with chaos and beautifully remembering this idea that it's like Bernadette, the great doctor of Scotland and of, of astrology and fixed stars, a uh, wonderful teacher, reminds us that this is a natural process. Right now it's, ex- it's exemplified with the sun in Pisces mm-hmm. that we're filtering it through, but something important to, and at the bendings, you know, I'm, I'm threading all this in
1: to how... Um, important and go ahead yeah and Carolyn Mace uh, talks about it like we're being we're being cracked open Mm -hmm. and I like that analogy as well it's like you're being cracked open so that there's places where you're solid you know that south node coming up and cracking you open and leaving you vulnerable and leaving you um, with questions instead of certainty.
0: That I, was Plato. Plato always spoke with yeah? questions. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Caroline, yeah,
1: yeah. So, but I, I love that from Carolyn um, the last month. She's talked about that quite a bit. Um, and with that, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of fear. And it's like, recognize that's healthy. Hello, I don't know where I am. I'm scared. Thank you, body, for telling me that I don't know where I am and I'm owning I don't know where I am and I'm owning that I don't know where I'm going next. (sighs) Take a breath. All right. Shall we ask someone what might be the way down this road? Shall we, you know, it's like, what steps do we need to take now? But to acknowledge that our fear is there to show us something, to tell us something to bring more awareness
0: Mm -hmm. and really how natural this is thinking too that we're leaving um, 200 years of uh, Earth earth consciousness to air consciousness because Capricorn as our which Pluto is still in and we've had this time with Saturn being in its own sign of Capricorn. And, of course, with Aquarius, it's still ruled by, Capic- by by Saturn, co-ruler, but definitely by Saturn. In other words, I know Laura Nalbandian also often teaches that Capricorn is fear versus mastery. So for a Capricorn to feel uncertain is quite fearful because it's a matter of having steps to obtain the goals to rise to the top. And we're as a collective consciousness in the global, globally, experiencing this huge transition, you know, that we're going ahead as, just to remind, you know, it's Jupiter and Saturn, their 20-year conjunction, that this time is a grand mutation from one element to the next. So, yes, it's a good point. You know, it's, Uncomfortable to not know where we're at, but yet again, it can be that welcoming chaos that, if we trust, Mm -hmm. boy, doesn't that bring in other elements to trust that by working Mm -hmm. out still steps, there will be sight when we get up on top of that balancing, uh, not balancing Mm -hmm. beam, but the mast. You
2: know, yeah, it's a crow's nest.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, see something. (laughs) Yeah, and and we've got a path ahead that you have to walk through and realize it, you know, chaos isn't such a bad place. It's a super creative space. When we get over our fear and we say, what's next here? Mm-hmm. We'll discover, oh, this idea, that idea, this thing, that thing, because now we're broken open to possibility. And that possibility is only there because we're broken, and we've got that South Node. That that was a great analogy from um, that you brought up, Marcia. I mean, that was for the South Node. I I love that. Bernadette is fabulous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but that whole po- you know, it's like, how do we grow within ourselves? I mean, this period of time from a business perspective, because I'm a business person and I look at, at charts and I look at business charts often, They, this is a great period for businesses, for starting things. And yeah, great change, great change. So how do we change that all up? And the small businesses that I especially love have the most flexibility potential uh, to be able to weather the storm and to transition through, the kind of the bigger you are, the harder it is because you're trying to toe the line and being a structure. It's like, ah, smaller businesses will do better, I think.
2: So what month was it last year that Zoom really took off? As a oh, company.
0: that's a good question. Because everybody went to Zoom, it must have been. And pardon me for. It, was that it was back right. in May or
1: June? I think. No, it was April. It, Earlier, it was, right? It was early in March. As wow. soon wow. as soon as you know people started shutting down, the market realized. Oh. We're all talking on Zoom. I wonder if that's something I can buy. I started <laughs> and, my membership. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and so, you know, from a stock perspective, that the business just exploded, just
0: exploded. Mm-hmm. That would have been around the equinox. And so going back to this measurement time of calendars, when to start, I know that Talk Cosmos started in April, mm-hmm. Just past the equinox, but it happened naturally, and different calendars do start, you know, whether ancient ones at the solstice, winter solstice, and then there's others that at the uh, autumnal equinox.
2: But for Zoom, why were you asking that, Marsha? That's a good question. I wanted to see if there was any correlation in time with the explosion of Zoom into the market, you know, stratospheric, with the regression of the Gemini North node getting out of cancer and into a sign that has to do with information Mm. transfer. I did realize,
0: pardon me, you just totally, at that time in March, Saturn went into Aquarius and the 21st of March, I believe,
2: and then it conjunct Mars. So Saturn Mars. was still in Capricorn all last year. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 please. Saturday, oh you mean he tiptoed like yes, you know yes he went zero into, degrees and then went yes, back he
0: went into uh, aquarius on the 21st of because i remember doing a show and i was just looking too to find out what the nodal rulers were because in our earlier conversation we were going to look at when it ingressed in the nodal signs and it was may 4th but on may 4th so anyway so i happened to notice this but uh, Saturn was in Aquarius for, for about two months, and then it went retrograde again back to uh, Capricorn for most of the year. And okay. also Mars was in Aquarius. They made a conjunction on the 31st of March. So I'm thinking, because this goes along with the idea of um, the stability of Saturn rebrooking the eggs and making a new creation of form – you know, which it did through the Zoom. Yes. And I'm noticing the time. I, I'll just say that next week we're having Planet Buzz panel. <laughs> and tonight we have Marsha Bruchard and Karen Winderland. And we're talking about uh, the talking stick. Find us on Talk Cosmos. You can get a hold of both of them if you're interested for their wonderful consultations and other activities. And also, this is the last Saturday show. After this, it'll be Sundays. So we have several minutes here to continue if I
1: didn't interrupt myself. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, so Zoom was made public Back in April of 2019, it had been privately held prior to that. Um, so it's it's new to the stock market, but it's been a you know, wonderful tool for at least five, six years that it's been available. But boy, did it just explode this 2020, in 2020. with the, the shutting down of everything.
2: Mm -hmm. And it proved itself to be such a superior online platform for not only intimate conversations without huge amounts of other professional, you know, company strings attached to it. And it is blessedly free of quite a lot of the um, limitations of some of the other online conferencing platforms.
0: Mm -hmm. And that goes back to us. I think something Karen you said in the in our little pre chat about limitations, like looking at this entire Virgo energy, uh, you know, to kind of segue into back into that whole idea because it is really liberating, isn't it? Here we are. This Zoom business allowed me to, instead of getting to the studio where we could all powwow together. I hope that's a okay thing to say <laughs> powwow, but because uh, I love that. Um, but we're here. We are. Conversing with with YouTube, it's very exciting. You know, the as a through the chaos into new clarity. Yes, we're trying mm-hmm. to get there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's the where there is a will, there is a way, and that technology moves itself and moves itself and moves itself. Um, but underlying it all is um, the the structure is built. Um, so getting a vaccine is possible, but it was based on foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. For instance, because that
0: vaccine, and we have about a half minute here, a little bit, you know, was back. Now, it's, we're not in an eclipse time, but thinking of the bendings at the middle of this uh, the nodal axis, it also with the lunar eclipse in November 30th and the next one coming up in June 20, uh, May 26th of Gemini, you know, taking that, like the vaccine where we didn't know what was happening back in November, but now we have Johnson & Johnson, a one-shot deal maybe, and who knows in May how the new
2: uh, belief structure and new foundation will be. Oh, thank you. I'll finish off by saying just one thing. Virgo full moon, chop wood, carry water. Oh, oh, we're sailing. Thank you Marsha
0: for short and thank you Karen Winderland. It's been marvelous. Sundays from now on, we'll see you again.